Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Dr. Matters Podcast. No, I am not in my normal office slash studio. I am actually traveling. I'm on the road this week, so I am coming to you from a hotel room where I want to just briefly lay some things out from a comment that I received on a podcast episode I did months ago during the Asbury Revival. Apparently on YouTube, that thing is still getting some traction and I received a comment today that is going to be good for us to talk through, good for us to think through and try to understand as it relates to doctrine and doctrine matters. And I say that because whoever made this comment, and his name is Abraham, when he made this comment, he said, and I quote, let me just go ahead and tell you the comment, and I quote, so you don't think we should hate pedophiles and serial killers. It's troubling when people who claim that doctrine matters and then say, and he put a timestamp here from the episode, the video, the 28-minute mark, 13-second mark, we should not hate anyone is apparently what I said. And then he says, when we have Psalm 139, 21 through 22, and know which people we should not love. So let me just kind of put this into layman's terms for you. Apparently in this video about let's test the spirits, Asbury Revival, you can go back and look at that video if you would like. There's a timestamp in there of 28 minutes and 13 seconds where apparently I said, and I quote, we should not hate anyone. So Abraham here is saying, so you don't think we should hate pedophiles and serial killers? It's troubling when people who claim that doctrine matters Then say we should not hate anyone when we have Psalm 139, verses 21 and 22, and know which people we should not love. So let's go to Psalm 139, verses 21 and 22. Let's read it, and then let's talk about this in light of doctrine and truth and what God expects for people like you and I as believers. So Psalm 139, verses 21 and 22 say this, Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Now, this is a psalm that the beginning of the choir master, a psalm of David, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Now, we also have Psalm chapter 5, I believe it is, where it talks about God hating evildoers. Proverbs chapter 6 tells us that God hates a lying tongue, feet that shed innocent blood, hands that shed innocent blood, feet that are swift to do evil. The Bible tells us that God hates those that are enemies of him, that are against him, but are we to hate those that are against us? Apparently, if you ask Abraham, he would say, absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt, we should hate those who are at war against God, who are enemies of God. But here is the thing. Let me just say this. I don't believe that we are called to truly hate anyone. 
I believe when we search our hearts, maybe we dislike people that are enemies with God. Maybe we see them at war against God. But here's the thing. We were at war against God as well before he called us into his marvelous light. We were sinners. I know that there are probably, and you probably don't want to hear this, but there are probably many people who have been pedophiles and who have been serial killers and killers in general who have repented of their sin and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not a popular thing to think through these days because nobody wants to understand or try to comprehend the fact that God can save some of the most wicked and vile sinners. Do we hate pedophiles? We hate what they're doing to children. We hate their sin. But we can't let that hate drive us to not love them enough to preach the gospel in hopes of Christ changing them. What I think this verse means, and here I go, I tell you all the time, don't don't say this verse means to me, but what I truly believe this passage means, these two scriptures that Abraham has pointed out, is that we should not be loyal to evildoers, those who are unbelievers. We should not be allies with them. We should not dine with them, eat with them, um, join with them. The Bible is clear that we should be unequally yoked when it comes to our relationships, meaning that a Christian should not be with an unchristian or a non-Christian. So I think here it means that we simply hate the fact that they are evildoers and we don't align ourselves with them. We have aligned ourselves with God or better yet, he has aligned himself with us. He has chosen us, called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we are now joined with him and we are his and he is ours. So that means we should not align ourselves with the wicked, with the unbelievers of the world. We shouldn't be best friends. We shouldn't be buddy-buddy. We shouldn't look out for one another. We should call those people to repentance. Because let me tell you something. If you hate anyone with a passion, then you will fail to preach the gospel to those that need to hear it. And I almost said those that need to hear it the most. But I don't want to say those that need to hear it the most because the person that just simply says a four-letter cuss word, and that's kind of the extent of his quote-unquote sins, needs to hear the gospel just as much. So when we start to rank and put people in categories based off of their sin and we begin to hate them, that means we lose the love that we should have for them to preach the gospel. Paul says in Romans chapter 10, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. How will they ever have faith? How will they ever hear unless someone preaches? How will they preach unless they go? We, If we start hating all unbelievers just because they're at war with God, then we will never as believers do what we are called to do in Scripture, and that is to preach the gospel, call all men and women to repentance and faith to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because let's face it, when we think about hate, we think about hate being something that divides us completely. Our backs are against one another. We care nothing about the people or the things that we hate. That's typically how hate is. But I believe in these scriptures, as I've mentioned, we shouldn't align ourselves with people who hate God.
We shouldn't align ourselves with pedophiles because if we align ourselves with pedophiles, we are seemingly guilty by association. Now, if we approach pedophiles, whether hopefully we would take them and turn them in to the authorities if they're not already there. But if we are doing jail ministry or something of that nature, and we come across someone who has a, a sexual record against minors, yes, we hate that sin with a passion. We have a righteous anger. We have a duty and an obligation to hate that. We should not tolerate people hurting minors. But that doesn't negate our call our command to preach the gospel. So if we come across these people, whether it be in a jail setting or someone that may be a registered sex offender, we don't just walk up to them and just start punching their lights out. We need to approach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ because that is the only thing that can change them. Not what we think about their sin, not what we think about them, but truly the gospel can change them. Yeah, they'll have this past that follows them around forever. But my goodness, I would love to see sinners that are in the hands of an angry God come to Christ because we love them enough to preach the gospel to them in hopes of them being saved. Now, we don't join them, align with them, be allies with them. We simply preach the gospel and get away. It's almost like sticking and moving if you're boxing or if you're fighting. You, you stick and then you move. So basically you throw that jab, which is the gospel, and you back out of there. That way you keep yourself from falling into the temptation of joining into that sin, whether it be small sins or greater sins, the way that we rank them on our scale as Americans and as people of the flesh. So I would say, Abraham, that we don't have a license to truly hate people the way that I believe that God can. I truly believe that God can hate people with a holy hatred, if you will. But I don't believe the Bible gives us that license to do that. And I don't think that's what these scriptures are saying here. Because if that's what that, that the scriptures are saying here, then it negates the New Testament. It negates everything that we're called to do as believers. We don't go into the world and preach the gospel to believers. Yes, we need the gospel every single day. We need to be reminded of who God is, where we've been, and where he saved us from, how he's called us from darkness into his marvelous light. But the Bible tells us to go into the world. Those that are sick need a doctor, not those that are well. So those that are sick, and, and this is not a justification of their sin, right? We don't say, oh, they're just sick. There's something wrong with them. No, they're sinful. And that sin is going to send them to hell. They will be condemned. But we realize that they are sin sick. They do not have the cure. And we do. And it's Christ. And that is the gospel. We take that cure to a sick, lost, dying world that's at war with God. And we preach it and let God do the rest. So no, Abraham, I don't think we hate the way that you're advocating that we hate. I think we hate the sin. I think we hate with a righteous anger those things. But that hate will drive us from truly preaching the gospel to those that need to hear it. And quite frankly, when it comes to pedophiles and serial killers, they are the most that do need to hear it. But so do I. I a, a, 
a believer needs to hear the gospel every single day. So if we take a couple of passages out of what I believe Abraham is doing out of context and not truly studying them out, I believe we end up with a hatred of people and a justification to not proclaim the excellencies of Christ. That we justify not imploring people to be reconciled to God, regardless of their sin. So no, although God can, I don't think we should. And I don't think we can. We want to see people come to Christ regardless of their sin or their past sin. And to do that, we must preach the gospel, not be allies with these people, not join and link arms with these people, but proclaim the gospel and let God water that seed. That's what we do. That's the response that I would have to Abraham if I could and just did, but I can't write all that out. I could, I guess, but that's my comment back to Abraham. And I'm curious of those that are listening, what do you think? What, what do you think when you read this text? What do you think? Am I, do you think I'm, I'm right? And I, I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to be biblical. But do you think the biblical thing to do is to, yes, hate with a righteous anger, but proclaim the gospel? Stick and move with the gospel, if you will. Or do you side with Abraham and say we should hate those people, write them off, they're done? I think, and I will say this, I'll put my cards on the table. Anyone that does any crime against a child, whether it be abuse or that be physical or sexual abuse, I think, and this may ruffle some feathers, I think the death penalty should be waiting for those that do such a thing. It's clear through the scriptures Christ had a heart for children so should we, and we should not tolerate anyone that would hurt them in any way, both physically or sexually. And I would closely say emotionally, but that's another episode for another time. Should we hate them enough to disregard them and write them off completely, or should we allow that righteous anger to preach the gospel in hopes that they would truly be saved and be converted to Christ alone for salvation? Let me know in the comments what you think. If you haven't liked or subscribed to this channel, I would ask you, please do. It gets this con content out. It's not great content, but it's biblical content, I hope. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope that it, it helps you think. I hope it helps you get in the Word and, and, and start to think a little more. But let me know what you think concerning this, and I would love to engage with you through this platform. If you're listening on audio, thank you very much for listening and if you want to do anything that could help out, just go to wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to it, leave a review on this podcast, whether good or bad. You know, I'm not always, I don't just want to uh, just uh, campaign for your good votes. If you have a negative vote, let me know. I'm, I'm a big boy. I can take it. But I would love for you to leave some feedback. Let me know how this is helping you, if it is at all. And I'd love to see the conversation continue in the comments. So like, subscribe, comment, and let's have fun talking through this. Let's be charitable. Let's be biblical, most of all.
Until next time, God bless.